Welcome back to another episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, stone shop owners from across the fruited plain and beyond, I'm your host, Aaron Crowley, and already I'm tiring of that intro. This become kind of a habit. I'm going to have to change that up maybe on the next episode, but I'm so glad you tuned in. This is going to be a short episode. It's a continuation of the theme that we've been on, talking about how to minimize oversights, mistakes, and remakes, and really this distinction that I'm going to make in today's episode, the difference between a reaction and a response, the difference between a knee-jerk reaction and a conditioned response is super important because how we respond when oversights, mistakes, and remakes, how, how we respond to those ultimately influences what we do. And it's what we do with those oversights, mistakes, and remakes that determines whether or not we're going to have them happen again or whether or not we solve them and actually begin to expand the capacity of the company to delegate in such a way that the company continue to grow, even while maintaining its ability to keep the promise made to the customer with fewer and fewer mistakes, fewer and fewer remakes, fewer and fewer oversights. This distinction is so important. It goes beyond mistakes and remakes, and it gets into more of a management philosophy, a shift that owners make, especially professional tradespeople, whether it be fabricators, whether it be electricians, excavators, those that start out doing the work, and as they do that work really well, the business begins to grow, and they do it well, and it continues to grow, and they got to hire help to keep doing it well. And it reaches a point, typically it's around a million dollars, where at a million dollars, the volume of work being performed is typically somewhere around 8, maybe to 12 employees. It's pretty common, that ratio, not exact. You get to a point where you simply can't be everywhere at once. You can't be in enough places at the same time to make sure that those mistakes aren't made or that those remakes don't occur or that those oversights aren't had. And so there's this there's this no man's land that occurs. And if you don't learn how to delegate, how to take that knowledge and skill and experience that you have as the owner, as that craftsman, as that tradesperson, as that expert, as that master of the craft, if you don't learn how to begin to multiply that through delegation, then the business stops growing, number one, and then you as the owner are stuck in this no man's land. You've grown the business beyond the point where you can be everywhere at once, and so it requires this superhuman, unbelievable commitment to just working all the time to try and keep it together. And so those owners who begin to understand this distinction between a knee-jerk reaction and a conditioned response are setting the stage to move into that next phase of ownership and leadership and growth for the company. And so while it's important because we want to minimize oversights, mistakes, and remakes because they're costly in terms of how much it impacts the bottom line, but they also are just infuriating. It's demoralizing to the crew when that stuff has to be remade, when things have to be you know done two or three times, when when you think that job's out the door and, oh, no, it wasn't. They brought it back. Or, or whatever the issue is, we, we, we all sense this loss when things don't go as well as they could have. There's a cost associated there. And so we're going to talk about the difference between a knee-jerk reaction and a conditioned response. A knee-jerk reaction is what a an owner will oftentimes do in frustration. Because they're so good at what they do, it's hard to comprehend, <laughs> it's hard to understand as that owner why other people can't get this job done, why they can't perform this task correctly, why this wasn't done at the right time, or why was it not done at all. Oftentimes, the frustration and the sense of just bewilderment over how <laughs> this is so easy. I shouldn't even have to explain it. And yet here we are having these oversights, having these mistakes. And then as a result, we have these remakes. 
owners that are not quite to the point where they have learned this distinction will knee-jerk reaction. It'll be frustration. It might be anger. Maybe they're prone to making rash decisions. The problem with that, if you operate out of that knee-jerk reaction, that emotional response, the underlying problem is never solved. There's just a reaction, a blow-up, an explosion. And it gets taken care of. It gets resolved. The owner works really hard. Everybody else works really hard. And, and it gets resolved temporarily. But the underlying reason that that oversight mistake or remade occurred in the first place hasn't been dealt with. And so it's it's destined to happen again. And I'm reminded of this situation. I was down fishing in Belize a few years ago and we motored out of the little, we were there in the reef and we motored off the, the dock and we're going down the, the beach there. And I look over and there's these two guys shoveling sand out of a skiff onto this little beach. And I asked our guide, like, what's that about? And he's like, yeah, the, 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 the little waves inside the reef, they erode the beach. And since the beach isn't natural, they got to keep bringing sand in. And I'm like, my goodness, it's not apparently like that all up and down the beach, but in this particular place. And I thought, how demoralizing is that? For one thing, shoveling sand is about the most labor-intensive job you could possibly have. Now, these guys are doing it in a pretty nice environment, in tropical locale on the coast of Belize. But still, to be back there every couple of weeks shoveling more sand, First shoveling into the boat, motor into the beach, and then shoveling it out of the boat onto the sand so that the little resort there, you know, would have a sandy beach for their customers. I'm like, my gosh, they got to keep doing that. Where what if they were to invest the money in a little seawall, a little bit of stone? You got to do it one time, but once you've done that, there's no more erosion. You have stopped the erosion. Well, not solving the underlying problem that comes out of a knee-jerk reaction where you just blow up and fix it but never solve the underlying issue, it's like shoveling sand. You're always going to suffer the consequences. You're going to experience the realities of those waves lapping up and eroding the sand, eroding the sand. you got to bring more out. Well, the same thing's true. If you don't solve the underlying problem by effectively delegating to make sure that that oversight mistake and remake doesn't happen again, you're just destined to repeat it over and over and over again. Why are owners so frustrated? Because they've dealt with it a thousand times in, in a thousand different forms. So that's the knee-jerk reaction. That's the risk. It's 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 oftentimes happens without anybody thinking. It's subconscious. And that's why I'm bringing this up. That's why I'm pointing this out. That's why I would do an entire episode on the distinction between that knee-jerk reaction and the corresponding action, which is blowing up, getting really angry, grinding your teeth, muscling it out, getting it done, fixing it yourself, going, if you got to do this, if you want it done right, you got to do this yourself, That only to do it again and again and again. Now, the conditioned response is different. Knee-jerk reaction, it's an emotional response. Conditioned, I'm sorry, knee-jerk reaction, you, you, you do that out of habit. It's subconscious. You're not even really thinking about it. Most people aren't even aware. Most of us owners who fall into that don't even realize that's what's going on. There's just so much anger and frustration. It overwhelms us. And we get through it, and it's like, oh, that's over. And then it, and then it kind of recedes into the back of the memory, and we forget about it until it happens again. Well, the owner that moves and grows beyond that knee-jerk reaction to a conditioned response buys themselves enough time to think clearly so that they can act in such a way that that oversight remake or remake is less likely to happen in the future. You you won't necessarily always know when the blow up's going to occur, but the blow up, the mistake, the oversight, the remake, that's an indication that there's a lack of communication, a lack of effective delegation, and so something has slipped through the cracks. It's blown up. Now, it's how you deal with it. 
the owner who has moved towards a conditioned response is still going to be frustrated. Nobody likes to have unnecessary expenses and eroded profit margins. But the, um, the conditioned response is different, and this is how. Instead of reacting with anger that is futile and is just like shoveling sand again and again and again and again, a conditioned response buys you time to think and ask some questions. And then to put into practice tools, which is like building a little mini seawall in front of your little mini resort on the coast of Belize, you've got to, it takes a little more time, it takes a little more thought, a little more effort, but once you build the little (laughs) seawall, you don't have to shovel any more sand in that particular area of the business or that particular task. So the conditioned response is slower. It's not knee-jerk. It's not like an overreaction. The conditioned response is a methodical, measured, take a deep breath, step back, let's assess this and ask some questions before we act or react or overreact. Wow, as the owner, here's a mistake, here's a remake, here was an oversight that caused a remake, whatever the situation may be. This task, you can you could trace this back to a task that was either performed at the wrong time or it was performed incorrectly, or it wasn't performed at all. Every single oversight, mistake, and remake can be traced back to an important task that was either in, you know performed incorrectly, or it wasn't performed at all, or it was performed too late to have mattered, or to have made, you know, hey, you brought the edge detail information out, but the counters had already been machined. I mean, <laughs> it's just the timing was off. So when you are able to assess that, you can ask some questions. Well, where did I fail as the owner to make it crystal clear what position in the company was responsible for making sure that critical task got done? Oftentimes, it's a matter of multiple employees who all think the other employee is performing that task or responsible for it. And so everybody assumes everybody else is doing it, and so it slips through the cracks. It doesn't get done. Or maybe it's it's clear who's responsible, but it's not clear when it's supposed to be done. This isn't connected to any other action or any other task or any other um, step in the overall procedure of making the countertop or getting it installed. And so it isn't clear and they're busy doing other things. And so it gets done late or maybe it doesn't get done at, you know, at the right time. Or maybe it doesn't get done to the standards or the specifications or the expectations of the owner, i.e. it's done wrong. <laughs> now, if those standards and measurements and expectations haven't been provided, how can the individual who is assigned this task perform it to the owner's expectations? So oftentimes, it's a failure if it's been delegated, if it's clear what position is responsible. The breakdown occurs because the owner wasn't clear enough how well they wanted it done, and when it needed to be done or when they expected it to be done. And so that's the next step. The conditioned response, I'm measured, I'm asking questions. Okay, it wasn't a matter of who knew or didn't know when to do or what to do. It was that, was it unclear when it needed to be done? Was it unclear how well it needed to be done in terms of whatever the tolerances were, whatever the measurements were, however you would measure that performance relative to that result that you want? And in other cases, it may just be a lack of, of, of operational integrity in terms of written procedures, instructions, and checklists. Oftentimes, to the owner, it's called the curse of knowledge, if you're familiar with, um, I'm going to forget his name here. Anyway, Blue Like Jazz, um, Donald Miller, 
unbelievably successful business coach, marketing guru, genius. He calls it the curse of knowledge. As the owner, you're so familiar with this stuff. You're so good at doing these tasks. It's second nature. You do it without thinking. So oftentimes when we delegate it, we make the mistake of assuming, and it's usually subconscious. It's not a conscious thing like, hey, I'm going to just purposefully deprive my employee of the information they might need or the instructions that they might need or the clarity in terms of the order with which this needs to be performed. It's just assumed. You're giving them the benefit of the doubt. Hey, Joe, you're the Sawyer. This is your task. Okay, here's how I want this done. I want them cut and I want them on this cart. And sometimes we fall short of being clear enough in terms of the order that we want that done, the degree to which we want it done, and then providing the checklists in that interim as they are absorbing and assuming and learning this new task that they're responsible for. The mechanism, the checklist, the double check, if you will, helps that employee. It's a mechanism that an owner who is operating from a conditioned response, who wants to delegate that task so that it doesn't come up again, that that task gets performed correctly and on time forevermore, i.e. building the little mini seawall in front of the resort so that he doesn't have to go out there and shovel sand every two weeks and deal with this problem chronically and incessantly and over and over and over again to the point where he's pulling his hair out and, and losing his mind. So you provide, whether it's instructions, whether it's an order of operations, or whether it's a checklist that allows The employee who fills the position, who's been assigned the task, allows them to double check their own work before they move on. Turn in this checklist. Wow. That is, in a nutshell, the essence of effective delegation. Owners who have not quite understood that there is a tool to use to prevent those oversights, mistakes, and remakes from happening again, they've got no recourse. It's just, it's a, it's a knee-jerk reaction, anger, explosiveness. Fix it myself, grumble, curse, (laughs) grit my teeth, and do it all over again. Hopefully it buys me some time and some relief in the meantime before I got to deal with it again. Versus the conditioned response of stopping. Hey, let's think about this. Wow, this critical task wasn't performed correctly or perhaps it wasn't performed at all. I wonder why that is. Let's see. I'm the owner. I'm responsible. Perhaps I wasn't clear enough in what position was responsible. Perhaps I wasn't clear enough in terms of the result, the defined result that I wanted performed, i.e. how well I wanted it performed and when I wanted it performed. Okay, yeah, I checked those two boxes. He knew it was his job and he knew the result. Okay, perhaps I need to provide a little bit of additional information, whether it's instructions, maybe it's a checklist. So as that individual is adopting and assuming and taking on that task along with everything else that they're responsible for, we've increased the likelihood that they can perform that task. So down the road, that's one less oversight, mistake, or remake that I have to deal with as the owner, which buys me time, not only peace of mind, it buys me time to focus on other oversights, remakes, mistakes, and I'll address them the same way. I'm going to build another seawall. That's one more issue I don't have to deal with down the road. Another seawall. Another issue I don't have to deal with down the road. And over time, an owner who adopts this mentality of a conditioned response, moving away from the knee-jerk reaction, will build enough seawalls, i.e. processes within their business, that they greatly and significantly reduce the frequency with which they have to deal with things. And the ones that then grow beyond that, They begin hiring managers who can oversee those departments because the company continues to grow. It can grow. It's allowed to grow because now the owner doesn't have to be everywhere at once putting out all the fires, fixing all the mistakes. It's awesome. 
And then the owner can begin to train the managers who oftentimes are dealing with the same exact thing, the frustration. I got this employee that reports to me, this polisher, this installer. Why can't they do this? It's so easy for me. Well, yeah, you're an expert. You've mastered the craft. After 10 years, they've got a year. They need some help. You, you teach and you coach your supervisors, your department managers into the same method, the same methodology, the same mindset. You got to move away from the knee-jerk reaction. You got to move into the conditioned response. Assign the position, define the result, design the operation in the forms of instructions and checklists. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, that is in a nutshell the way you grow a business. That's how you move beyond a million-dollar company who can't grow beyond that or a company that's somewhere between a million and a million and a half and is driving the owner nuts. It's effective delegation, and you can only effectively delegate when you understand it is up to you to change the way you think about it, to buy yourself time to methodically think through how those things happen and how to address them so they don't happen again. Ladies and gentlemen, that's delegation. That's what I talked about in my book, Less Chaos, More Cash. It's what I coach my clients through who are in that no man's land of having successfully done a great job, doing great work, doing great work, doing great work. So their clientele expands. They're hiring, they're hiring. But at a certain point, the enterprise grows beyond their ability to be everywhere at once to continue to provide that same level of excellence that they were able to provide when they were doing the work. That's where I coach people. It's in that space to move beyond the knee-jerk reaction, and into the conditioned response where they can delegate and continue to expand the great business that they've built. So ladies and gentlemen, if that's you, you can check out the show notes. You can you can actually reach out to me. You click on the link, the work with me link, and you can fill out some information and we can talk if you're interested in making that transition. That's where I do my coaching. You can visit my website, AaronCrowley.com. If you'd like to buy my book, you can buy the hardback version there. You can also buy it on Amazon. You can also go to my website, AaronCrowley.com, and download the first three chapters of my book, Less Chaos, More Cash, for free. So ladies and gentlemen, so glad you tuned in for this distinction between the knee-jerk reaction and the conditioned response. It's worth taking some time to think about. Going to be back next week with another interview. It's going to be awesome, ladies and gentlemen. I look forward to being with you then. Until then, happy fabricating.